Hello and welcome to the Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm, of course, author of the Robot Proof Recruiter, which I do not show enough at all, ever. Honestly, never enough. And I'm a facilitator and speaker, but you'll see that I'm not joined by my talented talent acquisition professional, gorgeous co-host, Glenn Martin. No, no, Glenn double booked himself. I think it's because we switched to Thursday, and even though we had a plan to switch to Thursday for all of August, he somehow forgot. But... Of course, we wouldn't be, even though we're missing him, without our fantastic sponsor, Enterprise Alumni. So thank you very much to them as ever. And of course, this week, we are joined by the fabulous Tom Beresford, who actually, you're going to have to tell us what you do because you've changed career quite a few times, hence the topic of the show. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Welcome to the Social Recruiting Show, Mr. Beresford. Welcome, thank welcome. you, Katrina. Yeah, great to be <laughs> on. without Big my co Mm, yeah, it does. Yeah, side, side by side rather than in the middle at the moment. So, yeah, very interesting. I know. But I know that you and I can talk for England, so we should be right. <laughs> Completely. Lots of lots of chats. Completely. Many hours. Yeah, yeah. Many hours. And we've both changed career multiple times, so we should have a thing or two to say. So tell us, how did you end up in recruitment-ish? <laughs> I think like a lot of people, yeah. I, I mean, I stumbled into it. I was uh, I was working in the Filofax shop in Covent Garden, and I had a few friends in recruitment. Oh, and my I goodness. Thought, you might need to explain to the younger listeners what that is. Oh, yeah, Filofax shop. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, yeah, how do I explain that in, <laughs> in 45 minutes? Probably, probably not, not no. Yeah. So I, I literally saw a role, and um, I thought, I can do recruitment. I'll have a go. My first interview didn't go very well at all. Um, and I asked to sell a pen, which is a great interview choice to do. Um, and then the second one, I got told where to go in the interview. Um, but I got the job, which is another story entirely. So, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when you could get, yeah, people would swear at you and do some things. And you, but you took the job. Hmm? Yeah. No, see, that's interesting that you say that because um, I remember saying W-A-N-K in my interview for Spring Technology and actually nearly not going through to the second round of interview. That's how I met Glenn, by the way, at Spring Technology. Mm -hmm. And I very nearly didn't make it to the next round because they said, oh, you swore. Because I got lulled into a false sense of security by the end of the um, interview. It became very conversational. Mm. And I just thought, oh, what a W-A-N-K about something, which was quite appropriate to say that to. And, it, yeah, it was hilarious. So it's funny you say the interviewer back then swore at you. Oh, wow. they, they stood up. They stood up and told me to uh, politely go away, fly away, really. Um, wow. And I... Uh, yeah, it was quite amazing. And I, I literally didn't know what to say. I carried on with the, 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 the script that we had to do. And I remember walking down the stairs and I got the telephone call. I got to the bottom of the stairs from the same person saying, no. we want to offer you a job. And I'm like, you just told me where to go. And now you want to offer me a job. It was, yeah, okay. Odd. <laughs> so, Odd. Mm. so is that a recruitment agency, I take it? Yeah, yeah. We're going to see Buckingham Palace Road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 1997. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm, long time ago. And then how long did you stay in recruiting per se? Oh, so I moved from BBT and set up their operations in Scotland uh, in 2000. Mm -hmm. I then in yeah. 2005 moved to Northern Ireland and moved out of healthcare recruitment into, well, stayed in healthcare recruitment for a while and then went into banking and accountancy. Yeah. Uh, did two more years um, wow. with another agency. And then mm -hmm. in 1st of April 2008, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on my own. So I set yeah. up my first agency on 1st of April, 2008. 
Hmm. Of course, the end of April 2008, Actually, the whole world changed, didn't it, really? I know. It'd be fascinating if anyone wants to add in the comments why or whether they set up a business at that time. Because mm. I also, well, I left the world of agency recruitment in 2008 and I started my business properly in 2009. So it'd be interesting to see how many others did that. It was an interesting time. I think interesting times were the, the, the common thread during that period. And I think everyone thought yeah. you know, it's going to be a two-year recession, you know, and then <laughs> two years later, it's going to be another two years. And then another two years yeah. later, it's going to be another two forward, years. Yeah, four or five, six, seven, maybe a little bit more. So but yeah. about 20, 2014, before I sort of started to move away, I think I uh, – I threw mm. the toys out of the pram, really. I'd done many things, set my own brand up, and I, I didn't like recruitment. I, I, I don't think I liked it from day one, really. I, I wasn't bad at it, but I didn't really enjoy the bell ringing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you there not were... do that in Parlifax sales? Oh, no ringing the bell. No, no, there was there was no. You met some great people, amazing people, and, uh, mm. you know, ironically, we sold pens as well. So when somebody asked you to sell a pen, it was was quite easy, you know. So, so that's why I didn't get the and job. And still told so. you to F off and then hired mm. you, which is crazy. So mm. what is it you're doing now then from 2014, the last six years then? So, yes. Yeah, I know. So I'm bit... just asking for everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, a bit, of, a bit of a journey, really. So after throwing the toys out of the pram recruitment agency, I went, don't like this anymore. I, um, yeah. I decided I thought I could mentor agencies and go out and advise them and share the knowledge that I had and empower them in the way of doing things. And we started yeah. doing something called smart recruiting back in 2014. And I thought, mm -hmm. if I start to teach that to other people, it was all 360 recruitment, the way they wanted to do it. They didn't want to know about it. And it just happened mm -hmm. then I basically fell into in-house roles. So I started building in-house teams, bolting on what was the agency model in-house. Mm. Um, yeah. Going through that, I started to deal with technology um, and deal with the, the, the legacy technology that was just, a, yeah. it, it wasn't a TA it's model. It wasn't it's a TA Yeah, very, very frustrating. And, and a lot of the times when I went in as an interim, it was how do I eliminate the recruitment agencies? You know, that was the first thing the MD is get rid of all the agencies, get rid of them. And I'm like, huh, how can you? You know, you don't have a recruitment team. Mm. You use 30 agencies. Yeah. So it's all about building the relationships with the agencies and mm. understanding that they're there to make money, you know, and how you partner with them rather than a PSL. Mm. So that journey was really good. And then dealing with the technology, I'd fell in with uh, an ambassador for Candidate ID, um, you know, mm -hmm. the fantastic Candidate ID and Adam Gordon, Ian Hamilton and Recruitment Chatbot. And I found mm. I was listening to technology. And while I was doing yeah. that kind of journey in 2017, I was chanting more mm. and more people about the technology, but they were trying to sell me all the bells and whistles and shiny things, a lot of things you've written about. Just No, no mm. nor what they were trying to sell me made any sense. And I was yeah. chanting to them saying, actually, guys, what you're actually doing is this. And like, yeah, that's what we do. So the conversation was really easy. So I, I did a bit of a blog for Chat Talent, Recruitment International. I found I was more involved in that tech space. And that's where I first yeah. met Cattle Dawley and, and Shay Clinch in Resumo. They, they gave me a demo in 2017. And I was like, wow, this is great. You've you basically built an iPhone for recruitment. Um, yeah. Can I use it in the UK? And they're like, no, it's only Irish-based. Um, so I went off and did a very complete side project at that point. And then in 2018, mm. I joined them as an advisor. And now I sit long-winded round as their chief commercial officer. Yeah. So from, yeah, no, but yeah. 
that, that actually because you kind of given some of it away in a way because our topic is like has COVID got you thinking of a career change which is what happened <laughs> I mean I think part of it is because the world shut down so a lot of us got to spend quite a period of time inside thinking however I have noticed that definitely my roads are so busy now it's sad I was thinking that this morning actually how, how sad that so many have gone straight back to the routine which is yeah but there's certainly a lot that I don't want to do whatever it is I'm doing anymore and I want to look to change career so I thought it'd be cool for us to talk about that because I've certainly changed career a few times um kind of how you went about it because it's it's not necessarily easy, is it? When you're pigeonholed in, you do this. So you were talk. So you were talking about. Did you say you got writing? Is that how? When you got blogging on. I can't. Was blog. that some of it? I'm not. I'm not a blogger. I. I just. I. You know. I can talk. Give me here. Chat away for mm. hours. Trying to put pen to paper. Mm. I, I actually used a dictaphone, yep. and I started to to just yep. record myself and do a few blogs. But it. Right. it it just wasn't something I enjoyed doing. And that wasn't think, how you yeah. opened the door into the technology side? It it sort of helped. I think the conversations I had, the same thread of relationship building, the same thread as a recruiter mm. goes into a business and goes, I know what you need. You know, when they're talking yeah. about advertising a role, whether you're in-house an agency, you get what the mm. hiring manager needs. And then you translate yeah. that into going out and advertising for it. And, and that's how mm. my journey sort of went into the tech side. I knew what they wanted to mm. say, and I was translating that into what a buyer wanted. And that's how the relationship started to grow in the tech side more, really. So did you almost create your own opportunity? Yeah. I. Mm -mm. We all, we all create it a little bit, I think. I think we... I love the way when I suddenly move. If I suddenly move and wince, it's because I discovered there's a dog under my foot that I wasn't expecting to be there. I've just kicked Banjo really quite hard. Surprised he hasn't reacted. Sorry, everybody. I'm very professional here on the social recruiting show. We won't hold it against Wait, you, Katrina. We know we, This is no. part of the show. We love the fact that dog's under your feet. You know, I've just kicked mine out of the room because otherwise we're all over the place, so... Yeah. But you were but yeah. right in the middle of a sentence and I just lost you. Sorry. No. I this is what I need, Glenn. <laughs> you do, yeah, we do. I miss Glenn. Glenn, big gloves. Yeah. Gutted you're not here. Yeah, the beard, the hair, <laughs> the hair. Yeah. And the shirt. I mean, those shirts are fabulous. I mean, only Glenn can rock a shirt like that, really. Yeah. So, Absolutely. <laughs> but I think, but actually, actually, that comes back to your branding. There, there was a name. Mm. And I think even when I, set up the agency in 2008 there was a, a yeah. market in the gap not a not a gap in the market but a market in that gap and i i could see where technology mm. was going and i said look i want to be involved yeah. in this probably back in 2016 and said right how do yeah. i start to connect with the right people how do i build my personal brand how do i utilize mm. the relationship building skills i've got online and to be honest linkedin yeah. has been fabulous for that really you know well, it's funny because we had a chat about Twitter because you're one of the few guests that hasn't got a Twitter account. That's what got me going. So I started blogging a bit. So this is, so I left 2009, ended up in another agency, even though I didn't want to be. And then I was like, I'm going to teach how to recruit on LinkedIn. That was very early, um, very early. And I ended up in-house for a while, which you can't really see. It's just way back in the beginning of the searchologist. Um, and then when, I, but in that time, I started blogging and tweeting. And that's how I got my name. And I know that's speaking on some of the stages I've got to speak on because it sort of helped broadcast out the message. But I think LinkedIn's almost kind of caught up with that now. 
things like this, being able to stream, being a lot, there's a lot more rich media on there finally, but Twitter was sort of well ahead of it in that respect. It's funny though, because I was saying to you, don't try and start Twitter now, it's too late. It's like you needed to have started a decade ago. I think that's it. I think, you know, that there was a point where you, there were so many mediums like now and, and do you spread yourself too thin or do you focus and drill yeah. down on one area? And I, 2008, when I started on LinkedIn, I just, you know, mm. it was easier to connect with people who started to connect with more people. But back in yeah. about 2016, I said a conscious effort to increase my network, start to bring in followers, you know, start to make more connections because you can see mm. the value in it. I, I didn't have time to do Twitter and I probably didn't, not understand I, it, but just get involved in it, really, you know? Yeah. Are you um, – hello, Brian. Um, are you strategic with it? Because I'm quite – like, I won't just connect with everyone. Of course I, I am. I'm yeah, I've like, got I've got What do you want? And then, like, yeah. Okay, so if you're talent acquisition, you're a recruiter, you're sourcing, you know, yeah, of course, right? HR, of course. It makes sense because that's the area that I'm serving. Sometimes I'm like, what do you want? Yeah, sorry. Turning drunk, no, no, no. Because I do yeah. think it works better if you make a conscious effort, not just I'm an open networker, I'll add everyone. I think you have to have a clear aim and relate to the type of people you want to connect with. I mean, I do try mm. to thank everybody that connects with me. Um, some people think mm -hmm. I'm selling back mm. to them. Um, but yeah, I try to make a conscious effort to build that network and then try and engage with them. And over this period of time, mm. I've tried to jump on more Zoom calls with the people as well. And it's, it seems wow. to work really well to build those relationships up. Um, I mean, that's that's part of the role that I'm doing for Azumo, to engage with heads of talent. Mm. You know, we're, we're an RPO, we're an in-house solution, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But there are people outside mm. the network that I'm finding really interested in connecting in as well, you know, bringing different ideas in, you know, within other spaces because we're quite in a, a little bit of a micro-bubble sometimes in recruitment. Yeah, so maybe I'm being a bit short-sighted. I will reply to the people who I love because they write a personal message. I mean, unless it's one of those personal messages where you're like, really? <laughs> you copied and pasted that one. But when it's really obvious that it is actually relevant, and then I absolutely will reply to them, but maybe I'm missing a trick. But it's the same with, I guess, taking not just from a business development point of view, but if someone is looking to change career, if they're wanting to... So, because I'm, I'm really saying, like, if you, if you... Particularly now, like, it's a real tough one because... If you're a company and you're looking to hire an agency and pay a fee, you want someone that's working. Now, that, I know that sounds wrong in this market, but you kind of want to pay for that person who's employed, right? So it can happen, and certainly pre-pandemic, where your small gap can become quite big if you're just going to agencies and not going direct to companies. But I'm forever saying to job seekers, like, go to the company and start networking with the people, show them your expertise, answer questions, you know, connect, et cetera. It sounds like that's what you're doing from a business development point of view, but it would also work on a career change. Is that what Completely. I'm getting? Yeah, yeah. I, it's the same recruitment skills. It's And I think sometimes mm. the skills that we have as recruiters, and I still class myself as a recruiter, although I haven't properly recruited since mm. you know, I dip my toes in and out every now and mentor people and have a, have a little yeah. bit of a world trying to find people and source them. But I wouldn't say I've properly mm. recruited since probably 2017. But yeah. I'm still a recruiter and, and those skills are undervalued, I think, across the board. 
because you have to be mm. multiple professionals. You know, you're an accountant, yeah. you're a finance manager, you're a marketer, you're PR. You have to be technically advanced as well in many respects mm. to the technology you're using. You know, you yeah. have to use your language skills. Marketing, you know, there's empathy, there's understanding. I mean, there's a whole wealth of things that business needs, you know, and I think mm. that's that's where the if you're, if you're looking at your career, and you're mm. considering something else, you know, step back. Mm. Some of the really small things recruiters do, the empathy and understanding, mm. the ability to communicate, the ability to translate information and, and sometimes see the woods for trees. You know, understanding yeah. that when you go into a business, it's the same for any business. And if you can demonstrate those skills, you know, I think personally you're, you're, you're onto a winner. It, it's getting that across mm. with, with the volume of people that yeah. stay at the moment. Because I did have ask you to have a chat with my neighbour, didn't I? About because he was you looking to get into IT sales, and actually, I know he's got a job and I haven't gone and stalked to see what he's doing. <laughs> I haven't asked him <laughs> over the fence either. Um, they went away on holiday, so he's in quarantine, so I haven't even like yelled over the fence. Um, but what were some of the things you were saying to him then, if he wanted to get out of the agency world and into IT sales? What were some yeah, of the I things mean, you suggested? I think it was it was a very personal call to understand individually what he wasn't doing what he was looking at doing mm. where he wanted to get to and how that aim mm. was to and where he wanted to go the kind of businesses he wanted well, to without approach the personal skills. stuff obviously <laughs> yeah no, yeah yeah yeah, yeah in general but i think i think yeah. I, no, but i think i think the personal information that he had there is important as well because it's yeah. it's you know linkedin is your shot window linkedin is your ability to show mm. you as well your personal elements especially now and you know i yeah. i i think i sent you the talk i did last year about the blurred lines between you know oh, personal networks and and, yeah. and our networks and that's more relevant now in this period of time since we're jumping on zoom you're having more personal mm. in-depth conversations so showcasing yeah. that on the front end was really important and and actually trying to pull out sometimes like an interview you know when you're interviewing yeah. someone you're trying to interview or get all the skills it's reflecting mm. those skills that you have individually or he had and how he could yeah. demonstrate them online so they becomes more i don't want to yeah. say more attractive i don't think that's the right word but but give more insight to the experience knowledge yeah but I guess it's like easier to see, isn't it? I mean, I, I I am quite stunned on a regular occasion how I mean, particularly recruiters who are just potentially looking for work, whatever work, aren't filling out their process profiles. They're not adding their achievements. They're not showing any kind of transferable skills. It's just like almost selling the company, not what they've achieved in that company, which I find fascinating. And my biggest bugbear is they leave the people also viewed on. So, you know, I come to gym and there's somebody more interesting and I just get drawn off because there's all, you know, oh, well, what do you mean they? And which is something they just LinkedIn probably plucks out of the air and puts there. Um, who knows how valid it is. Yeah. And I'm like, turn I, it I, off. It's a marketing flyer of you. You should be getting everyone to stay on your profile. Just I think it, and, and I also think, think show some personality. Some of them are very corporate and it's like too vanilla. Show, give it, make it easy for people to want to hire you and talk to you. Stand like stand up. Definitely, there's so many ways, and I think so many different groups. And, and because of the likes of webinars and shows like this, it's getting involved with them. You know, liking, sharing, commenting. You know, being known that you're in the marketplace. You know, if you if you you know in that unfortunate position, which a number of people are, and just switch off. Nobody's know you're yeah. going to know you're about, you know. So be engaged, like and share, take yeah. time out. You know, join groups and. 
I see on Crowdcast, when, when you're on a Crowdcast, nobody fills in the little profile. You can fill in your yeah. little personal profile. All your LinkedIn details can go on there. So when you comment on yeah. the left-hand side or right-hand side, wherever it is, you know, people can see you, see your face, see yeah. about you. I know. I still look at people. I just have data of mine. I just have data of mine. <laughs> I don't know why. It's something to do with my hair or my lack of hair. <laughs> but, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think I just tuned in uh, to Debbie's great chat with William Tincup. Because it was a subject that I'm not particularly strong on, and it was absolutely brilliant to hear what she was talking about. Yesterday with um, the uh, Global Talent Acquisition Day, mm. I think I'm missing a word out there, but anyway, you guys just forgive me for that. I'm still tired from it. It was, um, But I, as many presentations as I could tune in from, because I was having a hectic day, again, it was free. And the networking and the comments and chit chatting back with people. Um, and I ended up connected to more people just over, we were just joking over actually swearing of all things and dogs and things like that. So you just, but it's human stuff you end up connecting over as well. But then you can build the trust, can't you? Which is it, such an important part. Completely. Trust, engagement, mm. relationship building and understanding. And mm. you're showcasing your skills and knowledge and your empathy. Mm. And I think, you know, it's easier to say because yeah. I do remember looking back probably 2015, 24, you know, May 2016, mm. I wasn't really yeah. raising my head above the parapet. I was literally looking at stuff online and just maybe yeah. a little like or a little wave. Didn't dare make a comment. I was like, how how could I make a comment? I don't have enough experience. And it, it even came yeah. on the show here today. I talked about the imposter syndrome of coming on and having a chat. Mm. And I think it's really important yeah. that people do, you know, raise that head, go out and, and start to make yeah. comments. Yeah, there is a lovely network of people out there, you know, and people are warm and approachable in the main. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't raise your head, people aren't going to notice you, you know. Yeah. Um, and also to, to, just, um, uh, by the way, thank you, Erin and uh, Debbie. Yes, it was Global TA Day. I don't know what I was calling it all day yesterday in that case. Um, and thank you both as well for tuning in to Erin. Um, actually, Erin, you got a shout out in my five-minute video earlier. Um, the she asked me such a good question. I had to make today's topic all about it. <laughs> but it was like it, sometimes people are intimidated by us, those of us who, who do have that global stage. And like I'll have people like, oh my gosh, Katrina, I didn't know you were there. Now I feel nervous. Someone said that yesterday. I can't think who it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, no, I'm I'm really quite human. I make as many mistakes as everyone else. And all I did was just start doing what you're saying. I just started talking and I don't, I, yeah, that was, I'd hate anyone to feel like that. So just remember, even if you put them on the pedestal, don't, just they're human. They're the same level as you. Just talk to people. It's all Completely. in the approach. Yeah. Completely. I don't think, you know, it's, it's a, you know, I get nervous. I was nervous about coming on here this afternoon. I was thinking, oh, why? why does Katrina want me on the show? You know, what am I going to talk about? What What do I know? What do I, you know, and I think, you know, I know. And well, I know you so hey, well. We have so many hey. chats, you know, but it's the same thing. I think and I think, if Glenn was here, he'd have given you all the prep under the world. Me, I'm always like, just turn up. <laughs> Ah uh, no, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn's great. We miss you, Glenn. We miss Glenn's you. Glenn's Mr. Prep. He's Mr. Prep. Yeah. I've had to knock that out of him. I'm like, just get the guest to talk and I'll go where it goes. I think that's what makes us our show so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it always it ends up being valuable. Always. And I think that that it's, value it's funny, your show it's funny has. That, um, hearing hearing your vulnerability and saying that that you know the the um not the fear of being found out. It's the other one, isn't it? The not being good enough one. 
And it's just hilarious that a little voice that pops up and goes, you can't do that. And it's just because our ego wants, to, and I was talking about that in my five minutes, our ego wants to keep us in our comfort zone. It's, you know, it's why I've switched to doing facilitation because it's like if other people tell you to change, your ego goes, no, no, no. Whereas if you come up with it, you're slightly inclined to step out. And that's what you're saying, isn't it? Just put your head it's, up. It, What's step. the worst that's going to someone do? Just ignore you probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, take little steps, you know, little, little you know, start having a little comment, comment with, with peer to peer, comment with friends, mm. you know, and, yeah. and build that relationship with people. And, you know, have when you have the conversation offline and yeah. quantify your thoughts. So when I'd have a lot of conversations with people, what the, the, the talk I did last year and the talks that I do, I tend to chat to people this about what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I must add you that know. link. I'll add the link after the show. If I do it now, I'll probably blow it up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it's things you're passionate about and you know if you've got yeah. that credibility and passion mm. and you're uncertain yeah. about it talk to people in that profession make sure yeah. offline that you're what you're going to say is is relevant and right and, and yeah. get their support and then when you go online you have more confidence of actually saying it yeah not saying that i'm still confident about doing it or saying it you know but it's, it's still it helps with those nerves and I think with a career change, it's exactly that. So if you show that you've got the interest and show you've got the transferable skills, which you can just, you know, think about the skills that you're talking about on your profiles. But then if you start writing about it or, you know, following people and tweeting with them, they will open doors for you. You will get the most unexpected opportunities. Um, and I, I get asked to do strange, well, what I think are strange things, but someone's seen it in me from what I'm talking about sharing and they go, could you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. But, and it's the same kind of thing. I'm just doing it on a freelance basis, obviously, because it's my business. But it's exactly that, isn't it? Just and, and actually, a few tips on engaging with people. Don't don't self promote on their posts. Add value. So add a comment or ask for like a more explanation of perhaps what they've shared. Or but a lot of people tend to go, oh, look at me, I wrote this on, and I would delete those comments straight off the bat as well if it's like self-promotional whereas if you go in which is what you always do so beautifully jim you offer help and you offer advice but i think that's what we do as recruiters you know i i i go back to that back part when i said i didn't like recruitment i didn't like ring the bell you know i was recruiting social care workers <laughs> and you know i'm on the phone to the oh, social wow. service department and i'm bringing care people in and suddenly the bell's ringing in the background and, and the head of social services is like oh, what's that oh it's just somebody has made a load of money out of uh, out of a placement company. out of social and care that has no money <laughs> oh, you know but the actual helping people communicating yeah. and i just chat to people all day long you know and, and yeah. that's that's part of what we do although that yeah. has potentially been lost a little bit over the years the way we communicate we, we don't pick up the phone as much yeah. as we used to that was our biggest yeah, it's tool here. it's it's here mm. and i've had several messages just you know and we're like i can answer i'll come back to you later you know it, it's amazing isn't it we don't mm. just call i do miss that I, I actually through this period of time, I've actually enjoyed Zoom because I can see somebody. Do you know what I mean? I can see their reactions and I, I can hear them. The, the mobile, I don't think is as good. You know, nothing's going to be a face to face mm. meeting. But if you're on chatting to somebody, you can jump on a Zoom call. But you have to be very conscious yeah. that not everyone can do that. Not everyone has the ability to do it. So, you know, it's reverting Wait, back to the I do find it's very individual. So I was chatting um, with Eva, who I mentor, 
And we were talking about, she actually left her video off by mistake. And mm. I said, okay, well, I'll switch mine off. And we actually had the most awesome conversation because we were really listening and we could move. So I like these to a point, but then if I had to sit on it all day, which I know a lot of people are having to endure, I don't know how you're doing it. I need to move. I need to get up. I need to, even now I'm like, I really want to get up and move. I like, I've only got to sit here for 45 minutes and it kills me. Um, Cause I've got to sit down, stand up desk. I walk around, I do laps, I go out in the garden. And so I think sometimes it's actually just saying, which is better for you. And like, I agree with what you're saying. It's, I'm loving seeing in people's houses. But I also like to call. <laughs> I like to walk. But you, but as you say, you know, don't, don't, don't be controlled by the technology. You know, you control the yeah. technology. Turn the camera off, and the other person turn the camera off, and then walk around. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can utilize it. Works, works for you. You know, it, you don't have to mm. have the camera on. But it's, I find it's yeah. a lot easier to make that connection. It's a lot clearer because I'm walking around yeah, with a yeah. phone like this. Whereas if I put these in, I can walk around the house, turn the camera off, and chat to people, and it's come back into the room. <laughs> But that's, um, Eva was also saying to me, it's also been proven, though, that on Zoom chats, most of us talk, you said you don't do this, but most of us look at ourselves instead of the actual person. Whereas if we were out sitting in a cafe, we'd be sitting side by side, people watching and whatever, wouldn't actually just be watching ourselves to make sure that, you know, are we sitting okay, are we straight, are we, you know, like, how's the head? Well, as I said, I said, I said vanity reasons, really, because of the face <laughs> during this period is all a bit lopsided. Having this bowels palsy has mm. knocked me for sick a bit. And, you know, that's... Oh, no. you got like a double whammy, as, didn't you? A little bit. It's sort of, uh, it's better yeah. and it could have been a lot worse. And, you know, so it's um, it's a great side it's, for playing honestly, poker, you know. <laughs> Nobody would have noticed. And um, we've got some comments here, Yolanda Van Eden. I love to connect with you as of yesterday. Um, preparation definitely helps to calm those nerves. It does. And I think particularly if you're doing a webinar or an interview or something like that, but this is just conversation. So I agree, unless it's our show. <laughs> um, Tom Bolt, add value, best comment, yeah. If you just need to lurk and learn, that's okay, absolutely. Just don't self, oh, this self-promoting thing. Somebody teaches it somewhere and people come on and just like, Oh, well, here, here's an article I've written on this and it's really salesy and I'm like, delete. Um, Shafiq, Shafiq, weren't you there at lunch? Hey, Shafiq. Goodness, as busy as I am. Um, even before the pandemic, I was using Zoom to do first interviews and someone at Global TA Day yesterday thought the first call should be done by phone as people are possibly getting Zoom zoned out. Zoom zoned, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, you know, I'd ask them. That's what I'd do. Yeah, What's your I, I, I think in, I think that goes to anything and everything you're doing. Really, what is mm. the presence? What is your best and easiest form of communication? And actually, as well, you know, you, we've got to consider, especially when we're recruiting, that people might not have the technology. They might not have the ability to use it. And you know, you don't want to distract people. We, we talked about attracting as much talent as we can. If we then mm. go, well, jump on a Zoom call with us, and you're going to put somebody on yeah. because they can't get on a Zoom call. You know, it's. Yeah. And there's still companies that have it banned. So one of um, my Mastermind Pod members, it's banned at her company because you know they had a little, they had a little issue there for a while, didn't they? A, a little, a little one, yeah, yeah. Long fix, but her company still banned Zoom. So she has to use the phone. So I guarantee she can't use video, and she's missing out in a way because we'd love to see her face and have her as part of it because we're a group on there. But at the same time, it's exactly what you're saying. The tech isn't there. It's hard for her. Should just rather mm. jump on something that is permitted, but I don't have it, so it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. The, the, the security. Wi-Fi issues. I have to for this. I'm plugged in. I'm got an Ethernet cable. 
Yeah, you do. Uh, you do have a conscious of it. And actually, we were chatting on a show the other day and saying, you know, maybe that's the new innovation in some places that there will be pop up interview mm. booths for people that don't have that technology, you know, so later we work or we mm. interview. So you could actually pop in, do an interview on screen and then, you know, why not change moment. all the old phone booths? They're still around. Mm. There's one up the road. Mm. They're still there. Okay, you maybe have to that's de 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 decontaminate them, wouldn't you? Really, there, there, there are things hygiene wines you'd have to do. The old telephone booths <laughs> weren't very safe anyway, were they? Yeah. <laughs> We're showing our age here with telephone booths and you know, firefoxes yeah. and everything else as well. So, you, you, know. you didn't see my presentation yesterday, I had a 70s phone in it. Hopefully, the noise came through, I had it ringing and everything. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I love it. The old one, you know, have to go like that, and the kids today don't know how to use it. Very cool. Shafiq, uh, I do it as, as my clients use Zoom to interview if they can't do person-to-person. -person. Of course, of course. No, nobody can at the moment, can they? Just want to make sure that the candidate has the ability. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I hear that, making sure the candidates have got the ability, but I'd ask them as well. Because sometimes it is, you're, you know, I'm driving or I'm walking somewhere and I don't, you know, particularly for women, you know, do we have to, I, I don't, I'm really bad. I seriously just put mascara on, but a lot of women are like, oh God, I've got to go and put my whole face on and brush my hair and check what my shirt is. And it's actually quite a drama. Well, it, Obviously, you have to brush your beard. Oh, yeah, and you only need to do half yourself these days. You know, there's, there's, you know, you could just wear shorts at the bottom or what you like. You only have to do the top half for Zoom, really. It's not. Uh, yeah, even this would be very unprofessional, wouldn't it? I've got a very nice t-shirt on with a great big hole down here, by the way. I'm, I'm very good at putting my t-shirt into my belt and putting holes in my t-shirt, but. It's not professional enough. You'd have to put a shirt you, on. Too much hard if work. You go, <laughs> if you go back to the skills that the recruiters are looking at to help people on Zoom, you know, there's a mm. whole area there that they can help companies with in the interview process. Yeah. And I think that that understanding that where a business has weaknesses is yeah. and what gaps you can fill, where are the skills that you can fill as a recruiter? Mm. We're talking about changing careers. And it's not just in you know, a recruitment role. No. It's any type of right. business, engagement, social engagement, interaction, you know, the marketing element, the sales element, the tenacity, mm. the drive. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do feel that, that recruiters are very undervalued and always have been. We've got such bad names yeah. in the main, yeah. but there's some great yeah. recruiters who really do care. And, you know, I'm connected to a lot of people. I was connected to a new one today, looking mm. for work, trying to get through the journey, the whole process. It's... Yeah. It's challenge. So the know. vast, vast, vast majority of recruiters are great. Unfortunately, yeah. as with every profession, you know, there's the 20% that are just screwing it up for everybody else. I, by the way, 20% is a figure I just plucked out of the air. Please don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> just, but you know, there's a, there's an element that are unfortunately, and unfortunately, practically every job seeker has an experience with a recruiter that they will bring up. They won't necessarily bring up, oh, by the way, there's that person who placed me here and changed my entire life. Most of the time they'll bring up the negative. It's a bit of a, it's a toughie we're that not, you're saying. Um, sorry. I was going to say we're not perfect. This is meant to be about you, not me. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's about us. This is, I said to you, Glenn's not here. So we just, just, we just, just. We'll just chat. But, yeah. I think, you know, it's. Uh, we're not perfect and I think that worry goes back to being online as well you know trying to be perfect, you know try to be authentic get online and start talking but not you know if you're, as a recruiter you're always trying to find the perfect match and are you then yeah. fearful to approach another career where you don't think you're the perfect match mm. yeah 
trying to get maybe get the recruiter head off get the recruiter head off and go actually i have these transferable skills that are add value and while you're Mm. saying you want this i can demonstrate i can do that and i can add a lot more to Mm. it yeah and it is possible like if you really are thinking of changing direction because i'm just thinking so i started at university wasn't for me long story ended up working in the bank got to a point where they just went well without a degree you're never going to earn more than thirty thousand australian dollars and i ended up in the motor trade but not selling cars selling all this after product that you didn't technically need but i was very good at selling it for the captive audience and like doubled and tripled my salary um and then that and then when i came over here it was when i fell into recruitment and then from there i've changed direction multiple times and again i think it's just what you're saying just talk to people and see what's around i mean it's like a lot of people wanting to get in-house from agencies sometimes that can be quite hard but if you network and you become known by the heads of talent well they'll open the door for you but it's doing the work isn't it and now from and now from in-house and agency into the vendor side mm. because there are lots yeah. of vendors that want that knowledge and experience of, of mm. the recruiter of using the technology i mean go, going mm. back I, I i did catering that's that's what i did i wanted to be a be a yeah. chef i didn't choose to do recruitment this wasn't the, the career mm. i wanted end up ended up working people with with learning difficulties for a period of time before actually falling oh, yeah. into the Firefax shop in london and then going into recruitment. So, you know, I, it's not the career I started, but it, it, it is a career, yeah. it is a profession. And, and I think, yeah. you know, one of the things we've, we've got to stop talking about is an industry. You know, it's a profession. Yeah. Everyone uses the word industry all the time. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it is a profession. So it's a mix of professional yeah. careers, you know, so. And I think you're right. It doesn't leave you, does it? I still feel I think like a recruiter. Like that ability to go and search for someone and and to work out if they're right for it. That's the bit to me that's sort of different compared to, say, more of a sales and marketing role where it's a bit more. I mean, just sales, you're still kind of selling, but you're selling a product, whereas this is like a hunt to match. You're you're not only that. You're if, if you're dealing internally and dealing with the hiring manager, and the hiring manager has a request, mm. you're then translating yeah. that information and putting finding that oh. information for that person yeah. for the hiring manager the same as you're an agency mm. going to a company you know you're helping mm. resolve a problem that's what you're doing internally mm. and the struggle to find mm. those people and then you're using all the skills yeah. and abilities and it is those small little bit abilities the tenacity the drive the persistence mm. that you have now, there's a fine line with persistence you know otherwise you start yeah. getting into that little bit of yeah there's there's a there's a level mm, yeah. But, you know, that the persistence that you have to keep mm. going and the determination, you know, and especially yeah. through through periods like this, is, these are tough times to people. And mm. you know, we're dealing with mm. people's livelihoods. We're dealing with people's careers on both sides. Yeah. So, it's, you know, so we're helping people in many ways. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, the ability to change career shouldn't be relied upon thinking I can't do that because I'm, a yeah. recruiter or just don't use we're taught not to use the word just i remember there were the old training days don't use yeah, the yeah, word yeah, yeah. Just, you know I kind of thing you know. People. i said that to the decorator out the front he just said i'm just the painter i went no you are the painter he just looked at me quite stunned <laughs> no just there are no jobs yeah. but yeah i think Absolutely. it's just uh, actually it's probably is using those amazing recruiting skills to kind of go okay this is actually where i want to go and it could be a completely different career completely completely different and it's just a case of showing your passion for it showing your knowledge learning going and learning all those sorts of stuff i I think it's completely possible 
Definitely. As you know, I did a bit of a side project that took me completely away from recruitment and I started at the very bottom in the, in the background of stuff. And, you know, that was really different. It wasn't recruitment. The same mm. skills were there. You're listening. You know, you know, yeah. we're always talking about listening and looking, observing, understanding, you know, communicating, mm. building relationships, helping, you know, taking direction, you know, is, yeah. is, is the key thing. So, you know, recruiters make good in, in yeah. employees of businesses, you know, at any mm. level, at any point. So. Yeah, the majority. I still think there's mm. some that need to. I think there's yeah. some that need a very good Sorry. Some that need a very good sort of masterclass, maybe at some point. Really, mastermind, it's mastermind. Yeah, because I was just going to say, I do think it's easier for us who were in recruitment before the technology got in the way, and I think now it has become a bit too much like well you just put an ad here and you just search on LinkedIn and you just send a message and you just they've, they've lost the human art so I do think there's a bit of a generational thing going on there without offending anyone that hence the masterclass but actually the mastermind I should say I'm calling my own thing the wrong thing what's actually fascinating about it is it's actually attracted older and more experienced recruiters than I expected I really interestingly and they're absolutely loving it so that's really cool um yolanda makes a great point we are also quite good at coaching i agree mm -hmm. and i would love to see more recruiters go into the that sort of the job search coaching recruiter coaching side hiring manager coaching um that would be cool because of the unique skills that they have um i know um uh Zavitskis, he's gonna He's so unimpressed that I can't say his surname. Um, has gone in and because he knows, that, like what I was doing early on in the psychologist is teaching job seekers how to, you know, we, you said you didn't want to call it headhunt, did you? But how to find those opportunities, how to go and find those hiring managers to go and connect with, as well. I don't. I don't think it's not calling it headhunt. I just think the term, you know, we yeah. we flipped it to smart hunting. Just yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, and you know, smart hunting, you know. It, Talent smarter, technology smarter. So it's a smarter mm. way of doing things. You know, we're all looking for yeah. a smarter, more efficient way. And, and that, again, is where recruiters have skills. You know, you're trying mm. to go from A to Z. And as a recruiter, you know, mm. call, it, call it maybe socially efficient sometimes. We, we, we do mm. want the, the easiest route a lot of the time um, to, yeah. to get there, you know. So there is a there is a skill in that. That's a hard thing, because our brain will always want us to go on the same thought pattern because it's easier. So it'll just send us on the same route until we go, ah, and try and get it to, that's why it's quite hard to change. So, yeah, mm. it's interesting. I've enjoyed getting into all of that. With, you know, Again, as I've changed tack again. So even though I'm still in the world of recruitment, I've come into this year going, well, I, I want to do this now. So it's, yeah, it's all possible. Um, Mr. What are we out of time? How does this happen? Wow. Oh, it's so fast. Was there anything you felt? Oh, my mouse is on strike. I'm trying to remember who's next week's guest is, and my mouse has gone on strike. <laughs> I told you it doesn't like being too far away from my MacBook. Um, was there anything you felt you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? Some, any pearls of wisdom that you just thought? Do I do I have any pearls of wisdom? I don't. I, I don't think I do. Stop you know, that. Just, just. I mean, well, there you go. There's, there's the bit. Start to believe in yourself a little bit, and all the recruiters looking in there. You know, it, it's. You know, it's going to come back around again. You know, there will be a point. There's a need. We're already starting to see an uplift, and we're already starting to see people yeah. getting jobs, which is great. And I think that's, you know, oh, to end on some positive news of things. This, from Tuesday, from the first, I've seen so many people getting work. That's yeah. There's definitely stuff going on out there. 
and new Definitely. titles there's new ways of doing things it's it's if you yeah. look at that whole talent journey and the mm. attraction journey through that yeah. journey there are skills needed and it's what skills yeah. do you have during that journey is it the attraction stage is it the onboarding stage mm. is it the interviews the assessment is it the selection is it the search is it yeah. the marketing is it the pr so you know look at that journey and go where do i fit what skills do i have yeah. and where could they be transferred in other businesses the the thing I've always said to people, you know, when they've come to me and said, you've started this business, how are you still in business? Good question. Um, determination or something. But it's do the thing that makes you sit up. Now, I was told this years ago, but don't, if, if I, if Jim asked me to do something and I don't want to do it, I'll go like that. And I won't even know I've done it unless I'm really like consciously. Like, say you said, could you actually do some sourcing for me? love teaching it, don't want to do it, I would slump. But if you said, <laughs> Katrina, come and sort my hiring managers out, I'd be bolt upright, buzzing, going, let's talk. Do that yeah. as well. When you want to shift career, you have to follow that sit-up buzz energy. Laura Borland, that's the woman that told me that. Um, sit-up buzz energy. I cannot recommend Definitely. that enough. And then you'll you always end up going... You've got to have that passion for it. You 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 know it can't be a stopgap. It can't be something you've got to be something that excites you. It's got to, it's got to get you going. Yeah. And and the fire in the belly of the recruiter is 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 the key thing. You know that's yeah. you know we always wanted that person when you're joining a team. That person, goes, yeah, I'm going to do. It. I'm going to pick up the phone or I'm going to dive into the database or I'm going to write those jobs. Yeah. I'm going to make a difference. Making a difference in some way, you have to be passionate about doing. Otherwise, it becomes a yeah. chore. You know. Yeah, and we don't want that. What a perfect note to end the show on. Um, next week, we have Louise Triads. I'm so glad I managed to get my mouth to work um, because it's uh, two years on, believe it or not, already, two years. I just realised I was off frame. <laughs> um, running Speaking for All, which is our little group where we were trying to increase the diversity amongst speakers in the recruitment and HR space. Um, so Louise is coming on to chat to us about that, which will be very, very cool because she's been very active as have I. Um, so I'm looking forward to catching up on that one. Um, Mr. Burrison, where can people find you? Um, other than LinkedIn, not Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just, link, LinkedIn? Link, just LinkedIn, really. Yeah, simple LinkedIn. point, point to LinkedIn. I'm there, yeah, yeah. I'm connect. I personalised no, connect saying I saw you on the social recruiting chat. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you so much, and particularly for the coming and joining us on our new day, which is Thursday. We will always be going out on Thursday, so it's Thursday next week. We have switched days after nearly five years. It's going to confuse a lot of people, um, but we're quite excited to be coming out to you on Thursdays. So we shall see you next week. Again, a huge thank you to Enterprise Alumni for being our fantastic sponsor and keeping us running through this time. Jim, thank you again for your time, and to everybody in the comments, have a glorious, uh, it's not quite weekend now. What do I say at the end? Glorious Friday and then your weekend? <laughs> anyway, something like that. Anyway, have Thank a good you. rest of the week. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.